0: Hey, it's your old pal, B. Wade. I just wanted to drop in and tell you about something important coming up. DuckFeed host, friend of the show, and all-around good person Jala Prendez recently had surgery for a reoccurrence of cervical cancer, so the DuckFeed gang is getting together to do a charity live stream to raise some money for her. Uh, we'll be streaming video games and hanging out for about 48 hours, starting at 6pm PST on Friday, July 28th. I'll be in the chat most of the weekend, and I'm also doing a section of the stream with former guest Jeremy Greer, where we'll be playing the VR game Star Trek Bridge Crew. I know, I know uh but if you've got some time to hang out and donate that would be greatly appreciated you can donate at www.gofundme.com slash jala that's j-a-l-a-c-h-a-n uh, and the stream will be hosted at www.twitch.tv slash jala uh, i hope to see you all there and that's all so on with the show responses to all things star wars legends as you can hear we're joined once again by cole hello how are you doing today hello brian thank you for having me back yes thank you for for sticking around to do some responses
1: you're breaking the illusion yeah (laughs) it's 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 two weeks later
0: come on it's yeah (laughs) podcast magic (laughs) um yeah we're uh, we're doing responses to revenge of the sith a book that we talked about yeah and that everyone liked for the (laughs) most part yeah it's good so let's get in the responses we got uh first responses from joan Uh, and she writes in says, uh, I'm going to start on a light note and say, I really liked this novel a lot. It did a ton to make the story better through the usage of internal monologues. I don't think I have seen the movie since it came out in theaters, but I never thought it got a fair, I never thought it got a fair shake. Anakin has been a very divisive subject around our apartment since we read this. I found everything about Anakin to be very painful. I think only through a well-written story could I get so bent out of shape at him but the entire time he is using arguments to be suspicious of people who haven't done anything while not using the same arguments against Palpatine. His first reason for being weird with Padme basically boils down to her being a politician and all politicians are capable of being bad, but not Palpatine rule doesn't apply to him. (laughs) (laughs) I get being terrified and not wanting and wanting to save the one you love, but destroying everything she cares about to do it is such a disgustingly male way to express romance. I think that is the reason the two of us have been bickering so much about it. I see Anakin as the very embodiment of toxic, abusive masculinity. Everything about is about being the most powerful. When you can clear when you clearly demonstrate time and again that you're a terrible Jedi. Can't save the one you love? Better ruin everything she stands for. That's the ticket. <laughs> oh, and let's treat her like my property too while I'm at it. Listen to her opinions? Nah. If you regard her so lowly, I do not believe you truly love her. You're merely infatuated and obsessed. I find it repulsive. I very much so loathe Anakin from almost the beginning, almost from the beginning in this. I absolutely do not empathize with him for a moment. I don't hate this book though. I think it is expertly done in making Anakin look look so sim- slimy. I have never liked Obi Wan more. On a less opinionated note, is that Dread Dragon in his heart Palpatine all along? I didn't ever see a reference to it, but from the very get go, I was wondering if that powerful fear was being imparted into Anakin as part of Sidious's plan. Uh, thanks for being so emphatic about me reading this. It has greatly colored my opinion of, of a few of the series' main principles. As mad as I got, it was an incredibly worth- worthwhile
1: use of my time. Yeah, that's something that I think is done really you know a lot better in the book is Anakin's grossness. Um, yes. Yeah. In the movie, you know, it's been forever since I've actually like seen um, Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith uh, in full. You know, I, I spot watched a couple of scenes for this, but um, I, I recall at least in Attack of the Clones and maybe a little bit here, like it seems like George Lucas really wants us to feel empathy for Anakin and like think that he is justified in the things that he is doing. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like like it is. It is definitely not played to be as. Um to be as gross as it is, sorry to overuse the word gross to be oh, as toxic no, <laughs> as it is uh people get angry at me for using gross uh but I think Joan has it right on the money that it is you know obsessive and creepy. And I think yes. that' like you know especially in attack of the clones his 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 relationship with Padme is incredibly adolescent, and like the fact that he has no reason to ever grow as a person um makes it even worse for this, and the fact that Padme is not you know, again, playing into her completely passive role in this, has not actually called him to to get any better about it. Like, she just kind of lets him be him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's something we talked about during the main episode, is that, like, everybody around Anakin kind of, like, empowers him to do what, what he wants to do. Yeah. Or I guess, by everyone around Anakin, I mean mostly Padme, Palpatine, and Obi-Wan, which mm-hmm. are the three most important influences in his life. Right. Until there's only Palpatine. Until there's only Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and so uh g- going to a like a one specific thing that jones said uh about uh the the rule doesn't apply to palpatine with politicians being capable of being bad yeah mm-hmm. that's 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 very frustrating yep. like cult of personality yep yep and that's exactly what it is like i yep. mean we can again like we we can keep talking about donald trump and how <laughs> like the rules don't apply to donald trump either like because of the cult of personality around him yep <sighs>
1: do you get uh do you get heat for that like have you made that comparison before
0: uh, I I don't think I've made specifically that comparison but I do talk about politics and like if, yeah. if people want to give me heat they can give me heat like I'm, yeah. I'm going to say what I want to say and I'm going to have my opinions.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was just curious cuz we have we have yeah. very much the same policy. But Yeah. I yeah I was, yeah. I
0: was curious and I, I, yeah, I, was, I, I know you're the same way and that's actually uh, we talked about this a little bit at the end of the last episode but mm-hmm. that's another thing that uh, Duckfeed has made me do is be more open about my politics and not not hide uh not 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 be as not I I don't I don't want to say hide but uh mm-hmm. You know, like be be more open about them and not let people like kind of talk me down from them.
1: Yeah, yeah, not to not not to be like circumspect to the point of yes. Yeah, no, it's um, exactly. I mean, especially in a series like Star Wars, um, that does have you know so many direct political uh, parallels. Right. Mm-hmm. To 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 not call out those resemblances when they happen. You know, to not you know straight up admit that yes, this is you know an allegory for the war on terror. Which is still going yeah. on would be, I think, dishonest. It would be, yeah, it would, it would, be disingenuous at the very least. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a shitty read to, to you know, to look at this series and not, and, and not actually, not actually call that out for fear of you know not wanting to be political, you know.
0: Yeah, like I, I mean, the, the same way that you guys look at it, like if my political opinions stop you from listening to my podcast, like I will. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, there the, the are just as many people who will listen to it because of my political opinions. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, do, um, do you want me to do the next one? Oh wait, but there, yeah, there's uh, there, there's a question that we didn't address in there about yeah, uh, about the, the dragon being Bal- Palpatine all along. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I was I was gonna I was gonna talk about that for I, I was all I was gonna say is that I I don't want to I, I I don't know that I want to say that it's Palpatine, but it's definitely like it's definitely like helped along by Palpatine. Oh yeah, because like they talk about that like that fear has been inside him ever since he saw that 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 dead star mm-hmm. as a
1: as a young child. Yeah, um, and also. Uh, you've got um, so it's it's helped along by Palpatine and it's helped along by the Jedi Order not being equipped to actually deal with somebody like Anakin. Yeah. You know, yeah. Their complacency and their reliance on just these uh, kind of empty um, these empty words and ideals.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Go ahead. And, uh, this is actually uh, this is from Grant. This is uh
1: Jones partner. So. OK. Th- that's why I put them together. Nice. Uh, so Grant says I won't get too much into it since I'm sure you'll cover it. Uh, But I have to, first off, congratulate this novel for being much more effective uh, at telling the same story as the movie. The real reason I am writing in uh, is to discuss how much this book managed to make me feel very sympathetic for Anakin. As somebody who deals with issues uh, of an anxiety disorder, I really began to identify with a lot of aspects of Anakin's character. Here we have a man who on the surface has so much going for him who should be happy. He's a Jedi Knight, a war hero, a loyal friend, a loving husband, and soon to be a father. Um, Yet despite of all these things, uh, he is being torn up from the inside, uh, from forces seemingly out of his control. Uh, His visions of Padme dying in childbirth uh, weigh heavily on his mind throughout the novel uh, and is a clear source of his anxiety. When the Jedi deny him the title of Jedi Master, Anakin's anxiety uh, starts to send him in a spiral uh, as his path to saving Padme evaporates uh, and the Council further alienates him. We see Anakin at his most vulnerable around Palpatine, whom he confides in, Uh, regarding his woes of course we know uh, that this is all according to Sidious's plan uh, but Anakin is in uh, serious duress throughout the novel Um, in the scene where Palpatine reveals himself as Sidious Anakin is at a full-blown panic Uh, he's paralyzed with fear and anxiety unsure of what to do Uh, what happens next make Anakin look like an idiot to most people but reads like the act of a desperate man who could no longer accept all of their all of the responsibility laid on his shoulders uh, and whose anxiety has eroded their reason Palpatine is Sith and Anakin knows uh, that he should subdue him and turn him in. However, everything Palpatine has said up till now makes a lot of sense to Anakin's very clouded mind. The Jedi were pushing him away uh, and using him as a pawn. Maybe they're planning uh, to stage a coup. Anakin ultimately backs. uh, uh, Sorry. Anakin ultimately makes his choice. Um, If all was uh, it all was rather. Let me let me see here. I'm going to drop a marker. Right. (laughs) It's a very long response. Yeah, it um, yeah, makes a lot of sense to him. I'll leave some silence here so you can see it. It was all rather hard to watch unfold. Sure, Anakin was a bad Jedi, uh, but I think he was a good person caught up in a terrible situation. It was a heart—it br- uh, was heartbreaking uh, to see this strong, confident person cl- completely torn apart by his fears uh, and the judgments uh, made as a result. Just some food for thought. So maybe try not to judge him too harshly. You know, except for the whole youngling thing, I can't defend that <laughs> yeah yeah, pretty much yeah um I'm a person who uh deals with anxiety you know um mm-hmm. on medication and you know that is something that is kind of a constant a constant factor in my life um it is it is an interesting um an interesting uh, kind of, kind of trait for a character in fiction to have i i i when i when I look at Anakin, I see somebody who 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 is just so manipulable because of that
0: um and it's
1: and it's hard to it's hard to actually read um and look into it and and understand exactly like what parts of his actions come from insecurity and what what parts of his action come from the fact that he he is very susceptible to other people pushing him and moving him around i think throughout the entire book anakin is the person who we get the least insight into what's going on inside their head right Mm mm-hmm um uh, we get fewer kind of internal monologues most of what we get is actually him vocalizing things out loud actually having a lot of trouble making decisions on his own right yeah 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 so i i don't i don't know where i where i want to go from that i i end up having far less um empathy uh for Anakin than i probably should given that i also um suffer from anxiety and i can i can see how that how that definitely manifests in him because <laughs> You know, they're like they're, there's what there's fight or flight, but there's also uh, like uh, rest and uh, rest and digest. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, it's you you don't always lash out or run away. Sometimes you freeze up, and it's Anakin's yeah, like sure. constant, constant freezing up that puts him into the situation where he only takes actions when pushed. And It happens to be the Palpatine is the one who pushes him the the, the the hardest, right?
0: Yes, yeah, and I think I think actually we in in the main episode we did a lot we we talked a lot about both of these things. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe we. We, we we discuss this from both angles. Yeah, um, and I I, I I definitely like. I'm I'm really glad that we have two like responses about Anakin specifically that are really uh that, that are that are so di- like diametrically opposed, but are both like very cogent arguments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my only thought on the response. I mean, yeah, it's a good read. So okay, yeah. so we'll move on to the next one. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna read David's here. Okay. Uh, so that you don't have to read Ian's giant, re- or uh, so that you don't have to read his giant response and you yeah. can just read Ian's, okay. which is a little shorter. Cool. Um, so this is, uh, this is from David uh, and he says, so I am not a Star Wars fan. I don't have animosity towards it. I watched the original trilogy enough as a kid and was truly excited for when the prequel trilogy was announced when I was, however young I was when it was announced. I'm not, just not what you would call a fanatic. My friend's wife, on the other hand, was much too excited for my wedding gift to them, a box set of the Shakespeare Star Wars books. I am, however, an embarrassingly huge fanatic of Matthew Stover's work. Specifically, his Act of, Acts of Cane series, as well as the odd short story that's appeared over the years. Damn it, though, the Tenebrous Way just does not exist outside of Star Wars Insider number one thirty, and I have yet enough. I have yet to track down a copy of it. So years ago, waiting between his Cane's book, Cane book, I, and, I, and I find out, oh, he writes Star Wars books too. I'm in. <laughs> the first book that I picked up, Revenge of the Sith. Stover's depiction of Anakin descending t- into the dark side, Palpatine obviously having too easy of a time manipulating everything and everyone, and the frustration is everything Obi Wan has fought for goes tumbling down. Even though we cannot be per- surprised by it, the preamble says as much. After all, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I, I don't think we talked about that specific thing, but like, the, it's like the whole thing about like, though this story happened so long ago, it's also happening right now, like as mm-hmm. you're reading these these words. Mm-hmm. That's great. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, on with the on with the the response Mm -hmm. and silver seems to so easily execute all this by dispensing with the more subtle narrative show versus tell instead we get what very very well may have been outlines for the characters condensed into roughly page-long summaries and updates that spares nothing to tell us everything (laughs) uh the the, the, that's the this is uh Dooku, this is obi-wan so on and so forth uh he tops it off of course with a wonderfully vivid and heart-wrenching description of anakin at the end once the fighting and losing is all over Stover dispenses with surprising us. This is a tragedy after all. And Stover, a theater major in college knows more than a bit about what makes a tragedy and goes for the gut punch where we stop asking what's next and ask what's now. Uh, and then he has a little, little, uh, sub sub note here. Uh, the only reason he knows that that Stover is a, was a theater major in college is because he's read every interview he can find with the man. Like I said, <laughs> fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he, he sent me a second email, uh, with an addendum ind- and he says, uh, Mainly it has to do with how I ended it, what's next versus what's now, because I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression that I have more than a few brain cells rolling around in the old noggin or that I have any originality whatsoever. Stover mentions a what's now versus what's next technique in an interview he did 10 years ago, and he's dropped a link to it, which I'll put in the show notes. And he says, being as obsessed with the man's work as I am, this is something that's been tossed around in my head for quite some time, even even if I didn't immediately recognize it when I wrote my first email. A huge influence, to say the least, on how I approach narrative uh for something more star wars centric here's a short interview with the guy who played gunther on friends about <laughs> so- stover's approach to writing the novelization and who his favorite character is and that's uh that's where i got that video that i was telling okay. you about yeah so i will put that one in the show notes as well
1: yeah <laughs> so does gunther have a, a life after friends i don't understand why gunther is interviewing this author I don't either, it's like some
0: weird, I, I, like I, I watched this video and like it's it's interesting because it's about this book and I was interested in it, but it is this very strange uh, interview where it's like, it's like based like a studio interview, but they were both on like dark black uh, background with nothing behind them, uh, or at least Gunther has nothing behind him and Stover has the cover of the book behind him at all times. Weird. And it just cuts back and forth from one of their faces. But it's yeah. a good interview, like it's interesting
1: huh yeah i'm looking i'm looking at uh at that at that guy's uh wikipedia and there's nothing about him having um <laughs> having a project where he would do that
0: yeah um Weird. it's it's a youtube channel called expanded books i don't know if this is like maybe this is something where they just got different actors to do oh huh. interviews with different people okay huh but yeah so <laughs> it was yeah it
1: was it was a very fascinating video to watch for sure yeah um I like the idea of being like a fanatic for a particular author and finding out that yeah. they that they kind of, I mean, for, for for Stover, this has to be like his bread and butter, right? I mean, you know, in ter- in terms of like doing this uh, kind of licensed work, uh, to mm-hmm. his other yeah. Stuff. I know
0: he. Um... He actually was on Twitter earlier this year asking like what his fans wanted him to write next. Cause, like he was like planning, doing planning for his his next book, mm-hmm. and he like specifically mentioned in the planning like not Star Wars. Like I'm not <laughs> doing a Star Wars book next. Uh, so yeah. I imagine that's probably something that he gets a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I have actually like I I haven't read the whole book, but I started reading the first Acts of Cain, and then I got uh, I got caught up doing you know prep for this podcast. Hmm. Uh, and it's it's quite good. I mean, it's very it's very Matthew Sober like. Yeah. It is, it is definitely like you can, you can, he, he is, he is an author of a type.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that like a, like vampire book?
0: Uh, it is a, actually it's not a vampire book. Okay. So it's a little hard to describe. It's like, there are these actors in the future, like in some like future society where like they like are actors, but they're also like actually taking part of these adventures. It's, I, I'm going to do a very bad job describing this, but I, I highly recommend checking it out. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely. Um, I mean, Stover's made a very good case for his uh, for his skill. I mean, he made me invested in a story. You know, kind of like we read before, maybe invested in a story that uh, that I thought was you know pretty pretty bad up on the screen. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he took something kind of garbo and made it made it made it like but made the best possible version of it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I I think. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I appreciate that response. That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and gave you some sources too.
1: Yeah. That's what I always like when we get those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very
1: nice yeah. when, when someone links some things. Yeah. Um. Do you want me to go on to Ian? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and read Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Ian writes, the book that tricked me, that tricked me into thinking episode three was a good movie for years <laughs> when really I was remembering Matt Stover's really moving prose. Uh, He has a special talent for getting into characters' heads and stripping them down to their raw cores, exposing their fears and their heartaches, and most importantly, exposing who they think they want to be um, and who they really are. Every this is X character passage um, in this book uh, says more about these characters than George Lucas uh, could have even imagined um, was there when he created them. Aside from doing the best possible job of justifying all of the baffling and nonsensical decisions all the characters in Star Wars 3 make by giving them genuine motivation to do them, Stover skips over a lot of chaff scenes from the movie uh, and replaces them with Padme's deleted scenes. Another smart move. He also knows how to write some of the most kinetic action scenes in modern sci-fi. I love this book, uh, and was almost entirely uh, because uh, sorry, I love this book and almost entirely because of the writer behind it. Matthew Stover is really too good for Star Wars, and everybody should read the, his Acts of Cain series. Uh, they want more and better from this guy. Also, Shatterpoint, Luke Skywalker, and the Shadows of Mindor are similar great uh, great Star Wars books by him.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I've read Shatterpoint, but I've never read Luke Skywalker and the Shadows, Shadows of Mindor. I've always intended to. Yeah. Uh, I, should, I should probably move that up the list since, you know, I, I like a Matthew Stover. Yeah. is that uh, Luke Skywalker like hitting him after uh, after Jedi? Obviously, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah uh, this is actually like a common refrain that I get from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the the beginning sentence of this about how like they that this book tricked them into thinking Episode Three was a good movie
1: <laughs> because because <laughs> when they think back <laughs> on the movie they they like they fill in all the details. Yes, um, so, like from, they're from filling Stivers. in the gaps with the book. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, uh, that 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 makes sense. No, I I, I definitely agree. Like. Event. Again, we talked about them having room in this being a book. Uh, just mm-hmm. thinking about the work that Stover had to do to justify some of the nonsensical actions. Uh, I think he makes a makes a very good point here.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. He he, do, he does a great job with like complaint or with a uh, with ma- making narrative decisions make sense. Yes. So yeah, why don't we uh, we'll move on to the last response? This is from Fletcher, uh, our guest last month. Yeah, uh, and he says. I told this in brief last month on the Vector Prime cleanup episode, but here's the story of Revenge of the Sith and the worst David. This is not David from the responses, by the way. I assume. I I guess I assume that's not the same David. (laughs) Uh, If it is, please write in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I had been burned by Attack of the Clones because unlike Phantom Menace, I wasn't getting freaky in the theater that time, and I vowed I was going to wait on Revenge of the Sith. So a couple of days before the premiere, my buddy David comes up to me and asks if I want to join him in a midnight showing. I said, hell no. Then he handed me a novelization, the novelizations, and went, I bet this will change your mind. I blew through it over a day or so and was astounded. Actual characterization for people who had been cardboard cutouts. A slow seduction of Anakin to his fall. The force ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn. (laughs) Oh man, this was going to be a good, good bridge to the older films. I joined David and a few other friends in the theater on opening night. It was when Dooku died, just as bland a figure on screen as he had been for years, that I realized, oh no, goddammit, David. (laughs) The next hour and change was a parade of dick kicks. (laughs) A few years later would be the last time David and I ever spoke, as he learned I was now a psych student and thought this meant I was sworn to confidentiality. Uh, Aside, he wasn't. What? Uh, When he told me he had met a girl online on a bestiality forum, was going to move out to Australia to be with her because Bush was ruining America, and they were going to start a farm together and possibly make some bacon of their own. I don't know if he left the country, but if he somehow hears this, David, your politics and your taste in sexual partners are as bad as your taste in film, but ac- <laughs> at least you occasionally knew a good read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> jeez. Sounds like a pretty bad David.
0: Uh- <laughs> yep. The worst David, apparently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. No, I, I, that, reading the book and then going in and seeing just Lucas fuck it up uh, would, be, yeah, uh, God, would be pretty like, bad.
0: Like, yeah like we talked about earlier like i that i did the, I, I did it in the reverse like wow. i i watched the movie i refused to read the book first um yeah. i could not imagine doing it in the reverse <laughs> yeah. i would be like so furious with that movie if i had read the book first
1: yeah no, that no good no good but yeah that's uh <laughs> that that is amusing also uh fletcher guess what you're you're on blast too for all, for all the stuff you do to me on abject suffering, come on, man, <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, Fletcher you don't, yeah. you don't get away get away that easily yeah if 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 people listening don't know so uh fletcher you know your 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 guest last month is one of the yes. most prolific um uh kind of contributors to abject suffering in terms of sending us uh not just um not, 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 not just the names but sometimes like actual codes for bad games uh, that we and like that legendarily
0: we bad games you, he's very good at it. Yeah
1: uh, like so some of the worst stuff we've ever covered has been like, hey, here's this. you know the the, the, the premise of that show is you know we pick ag- bad games and play them. they're games that people have suggested and he, like Fletcher has been our kind of like lifeline toward just this realm of really really shitty independent games on Steam that have no mm-hmm. right um, being sold for money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh you, you, you don't 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 think that just because i'm here uh that you're not on blast man <laughs> yeah he uh what was the recent one that he made you made you guys
0: play was it Zombotatoes? potatoes oh yeah that shitty uh oh,
1: FM, fmb thing that was barely uh yeah barely a game yeah
0: yeah that sounded that sounded horrendous yeah
1: it's really bad don't don't if, if you're curious though zombie potatoes that sounds really that sounds really bad go, go listen to that episode i think it was a yeah. good episode don't give those people money
0: yeah, please just listen to abject suffering. Don't don't actually play
1: bad video games yourself. Let,
0: let Cole and Gary do it for you. Yeah, yeah, well, play Play all the bad games
1: you want. Just don't give those those particular teenagers yeah, money. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Playing bad games is fun. Talking about bad games is fun. Shitty irony is not fun. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So that that'll wrap us up for the responses. I mm-hmm. want to thank uh, thank all of you for your responses. These were amazing responses. Yeah. Good like, like responses. Please please keep this up, guys. Like yeah. these were great responses. <laughs> um and uh cole uh why don't you tell me a little bit about your star wars history
1: yeah uh so we're roughly the same age so we probably had a really similar path uh through this uh you know so i'm what 29 and that means that i was like about eight years old around the time that um the re-releases in the 90s you know came out and was subject to the entire marketing blitz that came along with that right um Mm -hmm. and the years leading up to that like my stepdad was always talking about star wars and saying oh my gosh it's so good. I had, you know, none of it, essentially. It's like, this sounds, this sounds dumb. What is a Jedi Knight, etc. Um, and then through peer pressure and things like that, I ended up going to see going to see the first one. And then that kind of became an obsession. You know, I had like a Star Wars yeah. themed like birthday party. One of my favorite uh, toys for a while was a uh, was a Yoda virtual pet. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a tamagotchi yeah like 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 a like a tamagotchi except you were taking care of yoda and cleaning up his poop and it had little like mini games <laughs> where you had to like lift like lift up things with the force by uh by alternating uh button presses at a okay like a, at, like a steady rhythm you know i wonder i wonder if i still have that I'm, I'm positive it it ended up like in a garage sale or something like that but like yeah. that, that if you if you somehow miraculously dig it up before this episode gets posted please oh yeah like if, if, I, if I do i'll me. like make a video or something to uh for, for it. yeah yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, like so was what was pretty was pretty into it as a kid um, and definitely the hype for the prequels uh, was a thing like I was 12 years old when uh, when, yeah. when uh, the Phantom Menace came out. And obviously um, this was going to be the, going to be the best thing ever. I remember going to see it like on opening day. It wasn't like a midnight showing or anything, but like going there and like you do when you don't know any better convincing yourself that what you saw was actually really cool and good. Yep. You know, and I probably <laughs> saw with it with you. Yeah, I probably saw it like uh, three times um, in the theater. Uh, but like, you know, once that ball started rolling, I, you know, <laughs> and realizing and reading actual people's uh, kind of kind of responses to it, saying like, actually, no, this, this wasn't as good as you thought. And going and seeing Attack of the Clones, like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening in this movie. Nothing nothing matters in this I don't I don't care what's going on and so that kind of led to this general disillusionment with the entire with the entire franchise I was never like quite plugged into things from outside of the main three movies themselves like I think I read maybe a couple of those rogue squadron books that focused on wedge Antilles okay yeah you know those, like, are, those are generally considered to be pretty pretty good books yeah yeah they were fine like I was I was like way into uh uh you know like w- w- way into those like I played uh, like uh x-wing and tie fighter you know like Mm -hmm. like both of those those were were some of my favorite games but like in general i never like jumped in and like rode along with any of the stuff from the expanded universe so like i think that i think that in general i've been just this really fair weather fan of the series and most of my most of my knowledge and enthusiasm for it has come from like I don't know, like, really enjoying Knights of the Old Republic or really enjoying, like, TIE Fighter and stuff like that. Like, Star Wars, as expressed in video games, generally it's a garbage fire, but there's some really good stuff that has come out of that, you know? And so, like, I went and saw The Force Awakens in theaters. Like, I think that's cool and fine, but, like, I haven't even seen... um Rogue Leader, or Rogue, Rogue One, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rogue Leader is the, game, the GameCube game. Rogue Leader is the GameCube game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there was a period of there, of like, for about 10 years, you know, between elementary school and high school, where I ended up just kind of being, uh, you know, like, hey, let's just watch Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah. And as it's become more mainstream and just become kind of like, hey, this is, you know, <laughs> Star Wars, making jokes about it, like, like the whole Kevin Smith thing. You know, about like, hey, let's just do a whole bunch of like Star Wars related comedy. Never really landed yeah, yeah. for me that much. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd call myself a Fairweather fan of just okay. like the best, most, uh, the best, most, uh, you know, kind of like visible portions of the work, usually usually through video games. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I do want to say one thing uh, Rogue One, uh, as of the time of this recording, is coming out on Netflix pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, that, I, I'm waiting. I do want
0: to encourage you to watch that because it is. Um, it is like a really good expanded universe story like that. I came out of that movie feeling like, oh, this is like if they had made movies about the expanded universe novels, like mm-hmm. this is what it would have been.
1: Well, like my, my understanding is like it's, it's an actual war story. Yes. Um, yep. that, that is pulled from this that doesn't directly relate to the Jedi. That is one of my big complaints about a lot of Star Wars stuff is that everything does have to center around the Jedi. I know mm-hmm. that there are whole like ex- expanded universe uh, uh, books that uh, are just like the story of Han Solo, you know. Um, But you know, Attack of the Clones doesn't tell the story of the Clone Wars. (laughs) You know, everything is about these mythical god wizards uh, that that, that move around. And I'm really curious. You know, like Rogue Rogue One is that is that the name of the movie? Yes, Rogue One. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, I've got a beef to pick with the titles of Star Wars stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Rogue One looked interesting, but like I don't really go to the theater an awful lot. And so mm-hmm. when I saw that it was coming to Netflix, I'm like, do I want to watch that for this episode of the show? And I realized, no, I'm going to wait uh, because yeah, I want to totally watch fine. it watch it at my own pace. I- I'm curious about it because the thing that I liked the most out of going to see uh, Revenge of the Sith in the theaters, um, even though I dunked on the movie a lot um, in the main <laughs> body of the episode, was the fact that it did connect most directly to the movies that I loved. You know, like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're finally, after kind of fucking around with, you know, trade embargoes and shit like that, we're getting to, you know, setting everything up and putting the things in place, right? This is the, you know, the the part of the story, this is the movie that moved the most quickly, but also had the most ties uh, to, you know, again, to the first movie. Um, And so, like, looking at a story that is even more closely related to A New Hope, um, that actually has me really excited. Also, the fact that George Lucas didn't touch Rogue One at all has me very <laughs> excited. Yeah. No hands, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, to you know, to 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 get this, you know, it's not like a humble story. I mean, these are heroes who ended up making the uh, making the attack on the Death Star possible. Uh, but I want to see more about the actual rebellion as opposed to you know the Jedi who are the real kind of like golden snitches, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. In this, the only thing that really matters.
0: Yeah, and it's it's definitely a smaller story yeah. than uh the the main the uh I guess what people I I've been I've fallen prey to this as well, but people have been calling it the Skywalker saga. I could see that. Um, which, you know, makes a sense, especially considering that Rey is probably going to be a Skywalker.
1: Yeah, who knows? I'm gonna go see The Last Jedi. Like I'm I'm committed to see to see the new trilogy out through its own. Okay. I thought that I thought yeah. that the Force Awakens was 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 fine. Um Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was a little bit uh a little bit too callback heavy for me but uh yeah. it was you know i will admit to like getting goosebumps when uh when when i first saw han solo come out yep yeah me too
0: <laughs> yeah. um i i, I I'm, I'm way more down the star wars hole than you uh yeah. so my my feelings were probably a little bit stronger than you but i definitely that that that, that movie made me made me cry a little bit yeah. uh in, when the thing happened
1: yeah oh no i mean like it it uh it, it sucks because i like han solo as a character he consistently was my favorite thing about the original trilogy Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're. Yeah, we're, we're Harrison be- Ford is a great actor. Oh yeah, I mean like, it's it's an, it's entirely due to Harrison Ford's characterization of him. Um, or, I mean, is is it okay that I spoil what happens? Oh yeah, no, okay, it's
0: cool. fine. I, we we spoiled it before, and I, I I don't
1: I don't even know why I didn't just say it there, but you know, yeah, oh, yeah I, I want to be I want to be sensitive because it is a powerful moment, and even though I knew it was coming up, it uh it uh it still it still was presented in a very good way. Yeah, but yeah, like, um, I'll, I'll be excited to go see the Last Jedi because I think I think Ryan Johnson is an amazing director um and i want to see him get his hands on this yeah i'm am
0: definitely very interested to see like i i i like that they're s- spreading out a little bit with directors um mm-hmm. that said like as as of the time we're recording this uh the news had just broken like earlier this week that uh the what i can't remember their first name's phil phil lord and Miller, uh, gosh, well anyway the the, the, the two the, directors yeah, that yeah, were the civil war guys yeah yeah that were going to do um Uh, Han Solo like left the project over creative differences right and I'm very very bummed out about that
1: yeah that's uh that that seems like it's going to be like a like a real uh what's his name Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man kind of thing where like it's going to be half one half one movie half another unless they start over from scratch like that's gonna suck
0: yeah and like I there was some there was some talk that like the reason that they left was because or the reason that Disney was like not on board with what they were doing is because they were trying to make it too much of a comedy and not like they, it wasn't dark enough. No, that sucks. But it's Like, I don't, I don't need like Han Solo's dark origin story. No, like, <laughs> I need like Han Solo being a goofy guy that has a Wookiee, uh, co-part, like co-pilot. Yeah. You've got Donald Glover on board for fuck's sake. Yeah. Let them be yeah. funny. And Woody Harrelson, like <laughs> yeah. Woody Harrelson is supposed to be like Han's like uh, apprentice or not. His apprentice as a uh, like mentor right. or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) what more do you want like it's gotta be it needs to be a comedy yeah you assholes (laughs) star wars is good when it's funny come on yeah (laughs) so so i'm very concerned about that movie yeah no that's uh that's a bummer um so you you talked a little bit earlier about your uh your yoda toy uh (laughs) and how that was like your favorite toy um I'm going to ask you if you did a similar thing that I did. Uh this is me this is me putting myself out there and being honest about my idiot child na- in nature. Okay. So, if you did the same thing, you have to be honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> um did you while watching the I assume I assume you just like as a child you would just like watch the movies occasionally like on VHS or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had that uh like that that uh 3 VHS set that was like the black yes. and gold box. Thing. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Same. <laughs> um did you Watch the movies with your toy lightsaber in your hand so that you could swing it around like an idiot while you're watching the movie.
1: No, not not while I watched the movie. I definitely had the toy lightsaber. I had the um I had the Darth Vader one. Uh, okay. Which is real cool. And I I used it until like the plastic got all brittle and broke. Like it was it was <laughs> totally there. I didn't uh I did not do the do the moves along with the movie, although I could understand okay. the impulse. I used it to like <laughs> yes. to 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 have uh, like lightsaber fights with my friends and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um So I asked you that so that I could bring this up in that (laughs) I saw Revenge of the Sith. uh, I went to the midnight showing of it. I was in high school at the time, uh, and it was like a Thursday night, right? Uh I went to the midnight showing. This is the only midnight showing I've ever been to uh, where the people that ran the theater had to come out before the movie started and tell us that if we turned on our lightsabers during the movie, we would be kicked out of the theater.
1: (laughs) It's probably a good move.
0: Yeah, it's just like that is such a funny thing to happen. Oh, yeah. Like even even me at like seventeen, like I realized how absurd it was that they were asking us that. <laughs> it's
1: a it's a worthwhile concern. <laughs> it, like, it's did, like did your uh, did your midnight midnight showing have a lot of cosplay?
0: Uh, it did. Yeah. yeah. And there was definitely a lightsaber duel down at the very base of the theater, like in front of the screen before we started. <laughs> oh God, <it's> so dorky. <laughs> The, uh,
1: the, the midnight showing for revenge of the Sith had my favorite piece of cosplay that I've ever seen. Um, so <laughs> there was a, the, the, there was a guy, a, a, a larger fellow, uh, who, mm-hmm. uh, came and he was dressed in a, in, in a gray shirt and, uh, and, and gray pants and the shirt and everything it was obvious that he had you know taken some paint or something like that he he cosplayed as the death star <laughs> that's amazing that was so good like <laughs> you know I, i'm i'm you know far, far be it for me to make fun of a person of of, of carriage you know but like talk about cosplaying to body shape <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it excellent. was like that, that is the most badass thing i've seen like rock on mr death star yep yeah <laughs> It was, that, it was that is
0: someone that knows what
1: they want yep <laughs> no it was it, it was it was really good I, I think i gave the guy a high five i was like yeah 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 i strongly <laughs> appreciate this
0: <laughs> yep
1: oh man i can't i, I think that might have been my first midnight showing um that was before oh, they were really? like super common
0: um, yeah it, actually it might have been mine too now that i think about yeah. it well even um, yeah definitely definitely wasn't a major thing at that point i know i know like in uh, After that, like I know, like it became pretty common to like go to like we would go to like all of the Pirates of the Caribbean midnight showings.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like before that, like even Harry um, Potter. I think I think I got off of school to go see the Phantom Menace. Like that was a that was a day that like I I, it was kind of like a Dragon Warrior thing. They 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 might as well have not uh not had school that day for the number of people (laughs) because all
0: the kids were out of school because they went to see Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Uh. I I was allowed to go to the midnight release of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. uh, but my parents told me that if I was going to go to it, I had to go to school the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was fine, except that it meant that I was pretty much dead the entire day because I got home from the movie and I was too amped
1: up to actually go to sleep
0: because <laughs> yeah. I had just seen a Star Wars yeah, I,
1: I think I think I was allowed to skip. By that point, it was like 2005. That was May. It was my junior junior year. I don't even think I was going to like full 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 day classes at high school anymore. I think I was doing like uh, like college courses or stuff. Okay, my, my parents okay. did not give a fuck if I went to school, <laughs> so it was just kind of like, all right, later guys. Uh, I, I think I even went to the midnight showing with my stepdad. That that that, that, oh, that okay. was who I went with. Like the, it was yeah. it was fully I was fully aided and abetted in my truancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty
0: great. Um, so you you talked a little bit about the games. Uh, what uh, what 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 were some of the games that like you like you really connected with? Like, oh, oh my
1: god, man, Tie Fighter is so good. Yeah, <laughs> just, Yeah, Tie Fighter is real good. Yeah, I was, I was a real like dork for the uh for the um fighter designs in uh the original trilogy. So like. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding the difference between like a Y wing and and an A wing like uh, you you probably didn't know that B wings existed or that was like (laughs) what that particular ship was was called after you saw it in Jedi, you know, so like I was really, you know, kind of into that. Um, And that was kind of the first the first game or the first piece of Star Wars related media that like put you on the Empire side right yeah i think that like the 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 story in that where you were you know (laughs) like directly working under the emperor and getting um and getting the orders from that like that was that was interesting and cool (laughs) you know and that would eventually become like a staple of uh you know of the games you know things like the force unleashed or whatever where you were working for the empire side but like i think uh um tie fighter in general was uh was was really important for that and also just like you know fighting for the empire is crazy understanding that like the way they baked it into gameplay how disposable tie fighter pilots are you know yeah, yeah the fact that uh the fact that the regular tie fighter uh you know just like not even the interceptors or whatever just don't have shields they don't have yeah, life support yeah. if you die you know that's it game over you, you know like you, yep. you don't have uh you don't have an escape pod so like building that into the gameplay and into the mechanics of the world just how disposable life is in the empire like that was a really cool kind of revelation and that
0: yeah i'm really, I'm really interested to see what's coming up with um uh star wars battlefront 2 uh the, the the new star wars battlefront two they they uh, they
1: really should have just waited um and just made that because it's it's very clear that like the first one was just uh was just like a beta almost yep. you know for... <laughs> uh
0: because yeah because that that whole story mode like seems really fascinating mm-hmm. um and I like I like I like the idea of like playing as like a woman that is like a member of the empire and like like the kind of things that they can do with that. Like as long as it's not listen, there's there's a lot of bad places that could go with it. hmm Uh they could do a lot of really shitty things, but if they do it right, it's gonna be really interesting because um also the the actress that's playing uh that's playing the main character is Janita Gavankar. I don't know if you knew this or not. No. Uh the actress that plays uh Shiva Kamini on the league. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. She's uh, great. She is, she is playing the main character and she is apparently like actually like into video games and like she's a big old dork. I could see that, yeah. Uh, she 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 was on giant bombs uh, live show over e3 this this uh-huh. past uh this past week a couple weeks ago um and it is like she is she seems really excited about it and yeah. like they're writing uh they're writing a tie-in novel and she's reading the audiobook oh great uh so so i'm 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 going to speak this into a into a microphone to make it reality i like my secret dream is to have her like do that book and have her like <laughs>
1: for on for an interview or something oh man do that like yeah, totally I, I will i yeah. will contribute my uh my willpower to making this uh the <laughs> secret happen yeah so yeah if if anybody
0: uh listening out there has like any connection to her whatsoever <laughs> like can and can like kind of like put this in her ear like
1: please do no that's amazing like you you saying that, so i was already pretty interested in battlefront 2 but like her involvement just made me like twice as excited to play this yeah, thing Like yeah. she's great yeah she is
0: she is amazing and like i i actually i didn't know her name like was janina kavankar um (laughs) and obviously you didn't either because it wasn't until i said shiva yeah yeah. um but it was like uh because like people were talking about like, Oh, this, this Jeanine Gavankar guy, like girl, she's like really, she's really cool. And like, she's into video games and stuff. And she's playing the main character. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And like, I saw her like on stage or something at one of the shows or she was on, or, like, like she was on giant bombs thing. <laughs> and like, she came up on the video and I was like, Holy shit, that's Shiva Kamini So Mark on her Yeah. <laughs> and of course I
1: immediately Shiva blasted. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, uh, that's great. I, I, you know, that 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 probably moved up. It's probably probably not still a day one purchase, but like the first sale, I might pick it up because uh, yeah, it's been a yeah. while since I played a really good Star Wars game.
0: Yeah, and I have I definitely have high hopes for that, and I, I'm I'm interested in reading that book as well mm-hmm. because it sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I guess that uh that that, that kind of seems like it does it for your for your Star Wars history. Yeah, it's pretty
1: boring. Sorry. It's it, <laughs> no, like, you're good. It, you're it's good. A, you said it's, some good things. It's about it's about as standard as like a person. <laughs> somebody somebody who is 30 now like lived through like the like the big second resurgence of that like as yeah they, it's like uh, as they repackage those those movies you know
0: yeah it's like i, ha- I have this like, i have this little trophy that i bought from a website on the internet that um uh it's it's like a it's like a trophy of a kid skateboarding <laughs> and the nameplate on the trophy says i'm nearly 30 and dead inside <laughs> It's like, yep, yep,
1: yep. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's it, like, pretty accurate. If if you if you were born between uh between nineteen eighty five and nineteen ninety, uh you have always had a crosshair on your back. Uh, <laughs> yep, pretty for, much. For, for 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 Star Wars stuff. So like no. yeah. Yeah, that, that that laser is trained on the back of your head. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was inescapable, and I think that my story is just probably <laughs> probably a lot of people's stories so that they were born within that within that same time period. Yeah, so
0: I, I think I think you and I like we're we're of the same age, and we are the we are we are the target market. We are yep. young boys. Yeah, we were young boys who like to like to guy with a light with a light sword. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, uh, thank you once again for joining me for the uh, for the link. Yeah, um, and uh, thank you for having why don't me. You, why don't you tell why don't you tell the lovely folks on the internet again where they can find you
1: yeah uh, i do several podcasts uh over at duckfeed.tv that is a podcast network that is mostly about video games um uh, but with some other stuff uh you know if you again i will say if you like this uh book club style thing applied to books um radio free midworld is a uh it is a you know uh, a book about the dark tower series of books by Stephen King or a, a show about the dark tower series of books by Stephen King. We've mm-hmm. been going for a while and I'm getting loopy, um, <laughs> we do other shows over there and I'd really appreciate it. If you check that out. Also I'm uh, uh, on Twitter at Cole Ross, uh, K O L E R O S S. Cause I have a weird spelled name, uh, kind of <laughs> like a star Wars character.
0: Yeah. I, I, I love, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you've noticed this as well, but I love how like you get, you get this like kind of sing, sing songy, uh, cadence to your voice whenever you spell out your uh your twitter handle oh yeah <laughs> yep it's uh, a. <laughs> it's just something when you when you when you say it that many times like you just kind of get into a rhythm yep
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a. Uh, uh, don't know when you, when you when you talk into microphones for so for, for, for so you'll you'll notice like on the level like everything like most of the uh most of the section heads are said in the exact same way like yeah. you, you, you end up falling into those patterns and like specifically for those I do that so I can actually like identify what I'm saying on the waveform without even listening to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's where you can find me. I'd appreciate it. it, I
0: think talking into a microphone a lot. Also you like, you have way more experience with this than me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has definitely made me realize that I have certain things that I say a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it really makes me, it made me really self-conscious about it. Oh, uh, you get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm still it, self-conscious about it. Yeah. But. You don't
1: fix the problem, uh, but you, uh, but you just, uh, it, you know, stop, <laughs> well, you, stop you worrying. You get used to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wade Bryner. Uh, You can find my podcast on Twitter at Luke Cast. That's Luke with eight U's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You can, or you can just go to the website, which is expandeduniverse.online and everything is there, uh, including the upcoming books, uh, which are uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters uh, next month. And the month after that will be Dark Force Rising, which is a, the follow up to um, the first book in the Throne series that I can't air to the Empire. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's the very first episode of the podcast. Oh, so we're we're gonna have Jeremy back on for that one. Ooh, so nice. get excited for that. I was I was I was gonna say, oh, Dark Force is this related to Kyle Katarn? <laughs> <laughs> it is not, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, I think with that said, there's just one final thing to say. May the force be with you. May the force be with you, Cole.